Good morning, and welcome to the Peru SST Convocation. I'm Jill Kaufman. And I'm Laura Slava. Today we're going to give you a glimpse of how we spend our summer on SST in Peru. One of the most obvious characteristics about our group was that it's a completely random mix of people, with six guys and 18 girls. The fact that we were in a new place forced us to become friends with new people, and those friendships are now one of the highlights of our whole experience. We landed in Peru's capital, Lima, on May 1st, 2008, and spent the next six weeks studying the language and culture, visiting museums and other attractions, learning the public transportation system, and spending time with our group and host families. After the first six weeks, we visited Cusco and the Incan ruins Machu Picchu. From there, we departed for our service assignments. We split into 11 different service locations and spent the last six weeks immersing ourselves in a new part of Peruvian culture. We returned to Lima for our final retreat to reconnect, present our final projects, and celebrate our last few days in Peru. These were also the last few days for our leaders, Duane and Karen Stoltzfus, and their daughters, Kate and Emily, who are finishing up their one-year term leading SST. We'd just like to thank them also before we get started for their hard work and patience that they showed to every group they led. <laughs> now we'll have, a, we'll have a group share some memories from our study portion in Lima. Going around, this is a list of some of our more fonder memories from our stay during study. Such as chicken and rice. Uh, those are just the main ingredients to all of your meals. No matter how much you miss American food, McDonald's in Peru will still prove disappointing. Oreos could prove a better option. Your family will love your ability to bake chocolate cake, and if you admit you bake bread, you might, they might expect you to make croissants. Personal space may be limited. Taxis are not intended to have a capacity limit. Neither are buses. Most people don't know what capacity means. Also, try to become a little shorter before you go. It'll make things a little easier. When you need a break from chicken and rice, we suggest two scoops of ice cream at Dove Bai, our favorite ice cream parlor. Mennonites are not Mormons, but it's hard to explain that in Spanish. Never agree to be travel leader. If a stewardess wakes you up in the middle of the night and says we have a situation, always resolutely deny leadership. <laughs> if you're someone who's always late to any scheduled event, you'll fit right into Peruvian culture. If your study term party starts at 7, you'll be in good company if you arrive fashionably at 8. Don't visit Lima while it decides to repave every major road. It makes getting places kind of difficult. Julie's host family was the best ever. While she received cake and cola, my host mother gave me um, crackers and butter. Um, now we'd like to show you a clip of a traditional Andean dance that 14 of us learned for our despedida or our goodbye um, party for our host families before we left for our service locations. <laughs> After our despedida, we all headed out to our service locations. I'm Joel King, and I'm going to share a story about my service assignment. For service, I was located on an organic coffee farm in the jungles of Peru, <laughs> near a little town called La Merced with Nathan Schwarzenberger. On our first day of service, we arrived at our house at 4 or 5 in the afternoon. We were in a two-story house, and were living in the upper story. It was our room and our parents' room next to each other. We had just enough time to unpack and look at our surroundings before dinner. We went down to dinner about six and ate for about an hour, and then we talked with our parents about Lima and their chakra or their farm. <clears throat> While talking, we drank three to four cups of coffee because we were on an organic coffee farm, and then we went up to bed. We were pretty tired, so we settled in, and 
About a half an hour later, I really had to go to the bathroom. Now, our outhouse was about 50 yards away from the actual house, so I figured I'll just take a flashlight and go down there. So I left the room quietly so I didn't leave Nathan, and I came to the stairs. Unfortunately, the door to the porch was closed, and when I went to open it, it was locked. There was no key around. So, thinking quickly, I remembered that I was a boy, and we were on the second story, and, <laughs> and the porch was slatted and not screened off. So, I aimed carefully, and although it didn't make the sound that I expected it to, falling from a second story, I was so relieved that I didn't think much of it, and I just snuck back into bed, hoping that my parents hadn't heard anything. We got up bright and early the next morning, ready for our first day of work, and went down to breakfast. We ate, and we asked our host mother for the day's assignment. She said, sorting red and green coffee beans. We said okay, and looked to where she was pointing. Sure enough, right below the second story porch was this table of coffee beans they laid out the night before to start drying. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't help that process. Our task was to sort them into piles of green and red. I pulled Nathan aside, and although I didn't tell him what happened, I told him maybe we should sit this one out. <laughs> but he insisted, no, it's our first day, and we really need to dig in on this work. <laughs> so, after we sorted beans all morning, I told Nathan it might be a good idea to wash up before lunch. Public service announcement, don't drink any coffee coming from the La Merced area. No, um, I'm Stephen Kress, and for service, I was in Caraz with Markistan. Before I dig into my story, there's a bit of background information I should probably tell you. Um, in Peru, it's not necessarily customary to jump up and answer the door as soon as there's the knock. If you're eating, it's perfectly okay to, you know, have a few more bites until eventually looking up and saying, oh, is somebody going to get that? But this came out a bit of an irritation for Mark and I on service because we were the only two living on the bottom story of our house along with our grandmother who was completely blind and almost completely deaf. So that's the background information. Anyway, one day there was knocks at the door going on for quite some time and nobody was coming down to get it. So I start heading to the front door to see who it is. I pass Mark on the way who is completely zoned out on the computer so automatically responsibility falls to me. As I round the corner and the doorway is in sight, I see that right beside the door is my grandmother, who, in all honesty, might have had no idea that there was a knock at the door in her defense, but anyway. So I answer the door, and it's these evangelical preachers who are explaining to me very enthusiastically, and with pictures, mind you, you know, the, that we have war and robbers, and this is bad, but wait, we have Jesus, and he's literally glowing, holding a small child. As I'm trying to explain to them, yes, I know, thank you so much for your concern, I'm well aware of these facts, I start feeling a hand slide up my butt crack. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my first reaction is, I am gonna kill Mark after this. This is not funny. Because it's one of those classic guy things you do while your buddy's trying to have a, you know, keep a straight face. Just do anything you can to phase him. Finally, I break. You know, as they're still talking to me, I have to turn around and see what's going on. And it's my 87-year-old grandmother. 
she's trying to figure out what's going on. ¿Quién está la puerta? So I literally had to finish talking to these evangelical preachers while getting a colonoscopy from an elderly woman. <laughs> that's, that's my story. Now we'll be showing some of our favorite pictures from Lima and our time on service. And next, Jocelyn and Melanie will give us a little taste of what it was like on each service assignment. Chimbote is the largest city in the Ancash region of Peru. More than 75% of Peru's fishing industry occurs in Chimbote. Service placements included soup kitchens or comedores, youth and tutoring centers, gang and prostitution prevention programs, drug and alcohol rehabilitation centers, home visits, hospice care, and a medical clinic. Words that describe Chimbote are permeating fish stench, dusty, parish movie nights, multitudes of stray dogs, soccer, only men, Profesora de Sexología, Chimbotito, Batería, Sister Peggy's Stories, Poor, Odorific, Ceviche, Dirty, and the least of these, Full of Love. Juarez is located in the central northern part of Peru in the Andes Mountains at an altitude of 10,013 feet. Service included working with children in an orphanage. Words that describe Juarez are beautiful Andean mountains, Brother Sebastian, crying babies in changing diapers, unforgettable and life-changing, fun-loving orphans, sunny garden parks, cooey, and weekend excursions. Caraz is situated in the Andes Mountains at 8,000 feet. Service there involved cooey or guinea pig farming and consulting. Words that describe Caraz are cooeys, biking, hiking, and grandma. La Merced is a city in the jungle of Peru with a population of over 10,000. Service consisted of work with Highland Coffee Farm and Company. Words that describe La Merced are three-in-one outhouse, gin rummy, wasps, galletitas, bedpan, isolated, beauty, and tranquilo. Villa Rica is also located in the jungle of Peru and has a population around 10,000. Service involved work at a small hospital and local clinic. Words for Via Rica are jungle, goofy, sisters, tan bonito, plantains, Dr. Aldave, mirador, amoxicillin, fainting, and card games. Via El Salvador is an urban district on the southern outskirts of Lima, which began as a shanty town in the 1970s. Service consisted of home visits to gather statistical data for a census. And we have a quote from Via El Salvador to describe it, where extreme poverty meets extreme injustice. Chulucanas is a town in the northern part of Peru that is famous for its pottery. Service consisted of physical therapy with disabled children. Words that describe Chulucanas are church, mototaxis, arevese, trips in the, tr in the truck to El Campo, bread, walks to El Rio, motorcycle rides, having to dance at a wedding for people we didn't even know. Chiang Kai is a coastal town one hour north of Lima. Service there involved caring for horses at a hacienda. Words that describe Chiang Kai are Playa, Caballos, and Iglesia. Cusco is located in southeastern Peru with a population of 400,000. Cusco is known as the historic capital of the ancient Incan Empire. Service assignments included classroom teaching positions and a hospital placement working with disabled children. Words that describe Cusco are rewarding, frustrating, dedication, commitment, tortilla soup, mama Africa, and roots. 
Moncos is located in the Ancash region, sitting high in the Andes at 8,225 feet. Service assignments were classroom teaching positions. Words for Moncos are dusty, uphill walks to our house, waking up to the Huascaran Mountains every day, and world vision. Located several hours outside of Cusco, Catanire is a small Andean village where many residents still speak Quechua. Service involved teaching English and working in a greenhouse. Words for Catanaire are beans, cold, the middle of nowhere, corn, sun, and English lessons. I'm Monica Sender, and you may remember that Rachel Halder brought back some bracelets from Chimbote, where she worked with the women and um, young girls at the prevention group. Um, and I brought back some of those bracelets, too, and I don't know where they went. Here they are. Um, I'll be staying after selling these bracelets for $4, and they will go, um, I, I'm sending the money back to the women, um, so it benefits them. So I hope you all are interested in buying. Thanks. All right. As cliche as it might sound, SST was a life-changing experience. Our convocation this morning is only a snapshot of three months full of difficult challenges and wonderful blessings. If there is anything I learned, it is that you can't even begin to truly understand another person until you immerse yourself in their culture. I sincerely wish this for each and every one of you. At this time, I would like to invite all past SST units that went to Peru to join us in singing our favorite song from SST, Diego Torres's Color Esperanza. And then after a minute of that, you'll be dismissed. So can everyone stand up? Siempre en un lugar Sé que las ventanas se pueden abrir Cambiar el aire depende de ti Te ayudará, vale la pena una vez más Saber que se puede, querer que se pueda Quitarse los miedos, sacarlos afuera, 